The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Titles Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code SGPN for 20% off. That's the promo code SGPN for 20% off. Remember that music, probably the most popular tune we've ever dropped here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is, of course, the music for Das Bundesliga show. This show has not gone away and disappeared into oblivion. I still cover the Bundesliga over at Lock Betting. So on my Lock Betting podcast, which is a free podcast, I will continue to cover the Bundesliga this season as I did last season. But of course, we don't do it here because you guys voted it out. We had a vote between Serie A, the Bundesliga and La Liga, and it was tight, but Serie A ended up winning, and that's why we get Scamessa Italia instead of Das Bundesliga show. But because it was so popular, I still do Das Bundesliga show on the Lock Betting Podcast feed. That's not my pay service. That is a free podcast where I moved this show over to because some people were very unhappy it was gone. But we are here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast to look ahead to the Bundesliga season. This is a future show. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter, at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. I say Twitter. We all know it's X. Going to take some getting used to to say X, but our X accounts are at SGP Soccer and at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow my other Twitter account as well. That is at LockBettingX. That's at LockBettingX. Getting into the X theme with that one. And that is the Twitter account where I post my monthly P&L every single month. You can see it as the pinned tweet because I'm a transparent and transparent and tracked handicapper who has delivered 122 months in a row of transparent track profit, which means for over a decade, every single month, I haven't had a losing month in sports betting. Once uh, the sheet, once the spreadsheet is not the pinned tweet any longer, it moves over to the website lockbetting.com where you can see all of my other previous P&Ls. Don't just have a look for proof to see if we made a profit. Have a look at the type of bets that we do and you'll see it's all sensible staking. No five unit five star plays, 10 unit maxes, 20 unit whales, 
50 unit play of the year plays which seem to come up every single week even though they're supposed to be a play of the year um yeah none of that it's all sensible it's all targeted towards managing a bankroll properly and it all ends up with a profit on a monthly basis before we move on to looking at the upcoming Bundesliga season the futures for the Bundesliga season let me quickly tell you guys about game time i always find it stressful to buy tickets. I've been stranded outside in a different country when my StubHub tickets didn't work for WrestleMania Night 2 this year. I had to get bailed out by wrestler Rey Mysterio. But I've had numerous situations where I've had to be worried. Uh, tickets coming late. Tickets not working. At Manchester United, that's happened to me before. Overpaying. But it shouldn't be this stressful. And game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports and music, and comedy, and theatres near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can now stop stressing over the ticket and start getting hyped for the actual fun you'll have at the event. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theatre and more. Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's the reason it's the fastest growing ticket app in the country. Get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. It's two taps and you are all set. Tickets are set directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. So snag tickets without stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account and use the promo code SGPN for 20% of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create your account and redeem our code SGPN for 20% off. No, sorry, $20 off your purchase, your first purchase. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, all 100% guaranteed. Have you had that moment yet where you've thought, wow, this is completely different to what I'm used to? I think when I was uh, sitting on the bench uh, at the game on Saturday, I think because everything happened so quick, uh, you know, I was looking around and, you know, a totally new environment, a totally new team, new stadium. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, a bit of a, a wild experience, but... Uh, you know, ultimately, uh, once I'm on the training pitch, once I'm in, in the games, it feels natural, it feels normal, and uh, that's that's what's happened over the last few days. You've said you're going to have German lessons. I know Jamal Musiala told us after the game, it's, it's tough, it's a tough language, but do you start, how does that work? Do you start by picking up the little football words and phrases that will help you on the training pitch and around the, the meetings and things like that? Yeah, I think so. You start to learn, I guess, the basic phrases. I mean, uh, there's a uh, German teacher here who I'll have lessons with once or twice a week. Uh, and yeah, we'll be starting with the basics. I'm not sure I'm going to learn it uh, fluently anytime soon, but I think to, to try and understand as much as possible, uh, sometimes when the coach is talking in German, to try and understand that. But uh, yeah, everyone's been great. A lot of uh, guys talking this year as well, so they've been helping me out with everything. Uh, but we'd have to wait and see uh, yeah, how long it takes to actually learn a few more words. Uh, and you mentioned the league debut, obviously, that comes this Friday night against Bremen. What are you expecting from that? I know Thomas Tuchel has talked about starting. Are you, are you just in that place? Obviously, the last time you started the game, you scored four goals for in a friendly. Are you in that place where you're ready to hit the ground running? 
I think so. You know, I had a really good pre-season, uh, a lot of training, a lot of games. Uh, and now this week, you know, naturally just got in, uh, into the team environment and uh, settled in really well. So uh, I'm excited to get the season started. I think any first game of a, a league season is one of the most exciting of the year because you're so ready to go and eager uh, to show, show what you can do. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a tough game like every game will be, but uh, away from home. But, but, you know, I'm excited to try and, you know, show Bayern Munich and show the fans uh, what I've been doing my whole career and, and try and win that game. You've talked at length about the desire to come here and win trophies and be involved in the Champions League. I just wondered, um, you know, in the past where you've talked in a little bit in the documentary about reaching, possibly reaching that level of, of Messi or Ronaldo, does, does that help you achieve, yes, there's the team side of it, but also help you with your personal development as a player as well, even at the age of 30? Yeah, well, I think, you know, a lot of people talk about the trophies and, and why I came here, but ultimately it was to, to improve, to feel a new pressure of having to win titles every year, having to go far in the Champions League and uh, pushing myself to, to that limit. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, if you're... If you're winning games, if you're winning titles, if you're winning Champions Leagues and I'm the one playing up front, it's more than likely mean I'm going to be scoring goals, which then allows you to win other individual awards. But that all comes from what you achieve as a team and uh, that's my focus first and foremost. And um, that starts this Friday. You know, we've got a long season ahead. Uh, a lot of pressure in, in for Bayern Munich to, to win the league and to go far in the Champions League. And... That's what I'm excited to, to try and challenge myself with. You always have talked up the, the team impact on your own individual success. When you mention, though, the individual trophies, is that the likes of Ballon d'Or? Does that put you in that bracket if things go well? When you think of Lewandowski, when he was here, he was runner-up a couple of years ago. And that. Yeah, I think if you're, if you're winning your league, I think if you're winning the Champions League, obviously we have the Euro European Championships that summer as well, I think... As you've seen with the Ballon d'Or, for example, you have to be winning team trophies to, to achieve that. So, uh, yeah, like I just touched on, if I'm scoring goals and, uh, and we're winning trophies, then, of course, that will come into question, but it's not really what my focus is on right now. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you about uh, you know, this, this next part of your career. When you look back, what, when you look back after your playing career, what would constitute success for you? What would be your ideal club and country success yeah I mean it's hard to put on you know like how many trophies you want to win but I think I've always said throughout my whole career I never want to retire and feel like I could have done more or I could have pushed myself a little bit more uh, and that was a big part of the decision making coming here because I felt like to improve and to get better I had to be playing you know at the highest level and um, so yeah look of course I want to win every competition that I play in that's the ultimate goal every every season but I think, you know, when you finish your career, whenever that may be, you just want to make sure that you've pushed yourself to your limits and, and that's what I'll continue to do. So, aside from uh, Lionel Messi being picked up by Inter Miami, this is probably the key marquee signing in world football. In fact, if we look for pure footballing reasons, and I don't mean to be disrespectful towards the MLS, but this is going to make a major impact in the football world a major shift in momentum, taking Harry Kane away from Tottenham, which obviously, in the eyes of many, significantly weakens Tottenham and strengthens Bayern Munich, at least on paper, to the point where they were when they had 
Robert Lewandowski. We saw last season that Robert Lewandowski made a difference by not being at Bayern and the impact he made at Barcelona, scoring key goals for Barcelona, helping them win La Liga again. This is a momentum shift. But whilst they have spent this money, which is very much out of character for Bayern Munich, especially for a 30-year-old, the pressure now completely shifts onto Thomas Tuchel. Thomas Tuchel must not now only deliver the Bundesliga title, which is almost an automatic and something they were very, very lucky to do last season, which almost makes me feel like nobody is going to stop them in the next five, ten years. If Dortmund couldn't win it last year, if Dortmund choked to that extent, perhaps it's written in the stars that Bayern Munich are just going to endlessly win the Bundesliga title. So that's not the expectation. That is an automatic The expectation is that this team actually have a genuine run in the Champions League this season. There has been some movement in their price as a result of signing Harry Kane. They are now the significant second favourites. They were more closely tied to Real Madrid, who are the third favourites at eight to one, and Bayern were just ahead of them at seven to one. They've now moved to five to one, with City still available at two to one. So he has moved the line there, and that kind of echoes my point. There is now an expectation that this team have to go very, very close, if not win the Champions League with Harry Kane. And he said it himself, that's what he's there to do. That is the expectation. But the pressure's on Tuchel because a lot of the backroom staff went as a result of Tuchel. Tuchel is one of the first Bayern Munich managers to be handed absolute power over transfers. And this is the one he wanted, along with getting other names out of the club. Saudi Amana, who only signed last season, is now in Saudi Arabia because Thomas Tuchel was very, very clear about him not being a part of his plans. And that's very, very cutthroat when you think about Saudi Amani and you think about the player that he's been suddenly being shipped off to the Saudi League, which is incredible because um, as things stand, the winner and the runner-up of the last Ballon d'Or are playing their football in Saudi Arabia when you're looking at Benzema, who went a lot more through choice, and Sadio Mane, who was the runner-up, who went more forcefully because he wasn't part of Thomas Tuchel's plans. But with Tuchel, as I said, being given absolute power, absolute reign over the club... The expectation now is that Thomas Tuchel delivers and that Harry Kane delivers here. So there's a lot of pressure on Bayern Munich. But we're here to talk about what is almost the automatic obstacle. And that is to win the Bundesliga title where Bayern Munich are the 1-4, to four, minus 400 favourites to lift that trophy this season. Borussia Dortmund are at 7-1, to one, plus 700. Leipzig, who, who quite frankly destroyed Bayern Munich last weekend. Let's not mix words here. They destroyed them. Bayern Munich looked awful. They looked completely disjointed and disinterested at times. And whilst they did have a lot of ball possession and they did create chances, they were susceptible to the counter and they were very, very vulnerable still. And this is a team who have spent a lot of money, not just on Harry Kane. So that was worrying to see from a Bayern Munich perspective. You would think over the course of a 34-game season, which is what they play in the Bundesliga. That will be put right. Bayern Munich may have bad performances. They may drop points. There may even be no evidence that they've been sorted out defensively. 
Thomas Tuchel is a very good defensive manager. He's a very well organised manager, whilst still be able, still being able to implement a solid brand of attacking football at the same time. But he's now been given an entire summer to implement his ideas and to get his signings in and to get other players out of the club. So there are no excuses. There are no. Uh, it was un- it was he was unlucky to be brought in just in time for the Man City game. There should not have been an expectation on him to be able to knock out Man City. Well, it's all good and well saying that after the fact. But at the time, there were a lot of people saying this is Man City's worst nightmare. Thomas Tuchel is the man who knows how to beat them. Well, he didn't. Manchester City knocked Bayern Munich out comfortably. And what was more concerning was Bayern Munich's cup exit. And what was more concerning was how they stumbled to the league. They looked far more consistent and looked and more like they knew what they were doing under Nagelsmann rather than Tuchel, who perhaps tried to come in and change too much. But whatever he was trying to do and change was and should have been implemented over the summer. So now there are no excuses, no excuses whatsoever. When you sign Kane, when you sign Kim Min Jae from Napoli, when you get Guerrero in from Borussia Dortmund, these are significant signings. What about Conrad Lehmer coming in from your rivals, RB Leipzig, a key player for them, shifting across to Bayern Munich? This is significant business and they should should absolutely walk the Bundesliga this season with no close contender at all. It's just for me a case of whether they win the Champions League or not. There should be no stumbles. There should be no blips. And looking at it on paper, there should be no significant obstacles. So Bayern Munich, they will win the league. I have no doubt about that. They are actually a decent futures parlay piece at 1-4, to four, minus 400. They should be closer to 1 to 10, minus 1,000 with the business that they've done added to the players that they already have. When you're looking at someone like Manuel Neuer, uh, Joshua Kimmich, the signing of Kim Min Jae, Rafa Guerrero, Conrad Lehmer, Leon Goretzka already there, Alfonso Davis there on the left, Serge Gnabry, Upper Meccano, who I don't necessarily, um, I don't necessarily rate. And he's got a load of mistakes in him and playing a player like that will cost you the Champions League. But he could, should find it easy at a Bundesliga level. Of course, they've still got Matthias de Lip, uh, Gravenberch, uh, Kingsley Coman, uh, the signing of Harry Kane, of course. Um, they've still got Jamal Musiala, one of the best young players in Europe, and Thomas Muller still there chipping in and pulling his weight as well. This is an incredible squad. Um, it can match up to Manchester City very, very well. But it's all all on Thomas Tuchel to make it work for them this season. Um, So we move away from that and look at the Bundesliga without Bayern Munich, given that I do feel it is a foregone conclusion that they will win the league. Before we have a look at that market, let me tell you guys about the Sports Gamma Podcast Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. Besides season-long contests, they also have weekly contests just for patrons, plus a monthly SGPN Stories podcast completely ad-free and full of behind-the-scenes stories from SGPN. There is even a Discord channel just for patrons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. So we look at the Bundesliga without... Bayern Munich and the favourites in the market are Borussia Dortmund at the plus money price of 11 to 10. 
They were 10 to 11 initially. There has been some line movement and that's off the back of RB Leipzig's win last weekend. They were originally priced at 2 to 1 plus 200 and they are now at 13 to 8. So that impact, the impact of the German Super Cup has seen the price shaved on RB Leipzig and widen on Dortmund. But I still think the value there lies on Borussia Dortmund. I'll explain why in a second when I run for a few of the other teams. Um, we have Bayer Leverkusen at 8-1. to one. I expect them to improve under Xabi Alonso. And then Frankfurt and Union Berlin, both at 28-1 to one with Freiburg, 33-1. to one. Same price on Wolfsburg. Everybody else is bigger than 50-1. to one. So... I still feel that Dortmund will edge ahead. I'm not going to change my mind on the basis of one single game where Bayern Munich played very, very poorly. And also at this point in the season, some of these results could be purely down to fitness. Maybe Thomas Tuchel didn't get it right in the summer in terms of uh, what he did with fitness. Maybe Bayern Munich are behind in fitness compared to Leipzig. Maybe it's a disruption to be a big team like Bayern Munich or a Real Madrid or a Manchester United and have to do the ridiculous schedule that big teams do, which means going to America, perhaps going to Asia or in some instances, even Australia. These are grueling schedules to to go through, especially whilst you're trying to regain your fitness. So perhaps that is what was going on with Bayern Munich and perhaps a full week at home, properly training for the start of that Bundesliga season, the Bundesliga season, sorry, is what they need. And that could be a leveller. We don't know how Dortmund are going to start the season, but we have seen Dortmund beat Manchester United in the pre-season. So for me, I'm not too concerned about this Dortmund team without Jude Bellingham, which is obviously the key absentee in the Dortmund ranks. This is a team who should have won the league last season. And there are also stories out that um, Jude Bellingham wasn't wasn't a popular player at Borussia Dortmund. People are saying that he had an ego, that he would shout at other players for misplacing passes. He would get very quickly moody. Um, He would act like he was the star of the team and there were jealousy issues when Erling Haaland were there. These are just things that are coming out. And obviously they're coming out from from people related to Dortmund. Perhaps they're trying to underplay the significance of this exit, maybe to make themselves feel more confident. But for me, this is an acid test of Dortmund's character. Will they carry the mental scars of throwing away the 2022-23 league title? Will they be sufficiently energised to set the record straight. How significant is it that senior pro Marco Royce, a forever Dortmund player, has decided to relinquish his captaincy to focus on his um, his playing side, the playing side of things? There haven't really been many key arrivals at Borussia Dortmund, but I do feel they had a strong enough squad last year to to challenge Bayern, especially with Bayern being on a down year. RB Leipzig, they they had some injury issues last year, which again aided Borussia Dortmund, but RB Leipzig are in a worse position this year because they don't have injury issues. They have key departures. Slobosly is gone. Christopher Nkuku is gone. Lehmer is gone. Gardviol is gone. And despite the fact they looked very good last week and they have brought people in, when you're looking at Carvalho from Liverpool, Sesko from Red Bull Salzburg, uh, Simmons coming in from PG, uh, Baumgartner from Hoffenheim, 
these are decent players, but are not repla- they're not replacements for what you've lost. And therefore, I still lean Borussia Dortmund here in this market, given the number of players have exited this summer. It's understandable that RB Leipzig will probably regress. All the new faces have been brought in mainly for potential and they will need time to settle. They also haven't solved their issues where they can defend better from set pieces. And uh, they also, there's no evidence here that they can improve their chances to goal ratio with the signings that they've made. With key players going out, with Nkuku going out and Guardiola coming out, none of those statistics that Leipzig are notoriously poor at are going to improve as a result of the business they've done this summer. My outsider here, which will actually carry me over to looking at the top four, is Bayer Leverkusen. Now, Leverkusen saw Alonso perform a minor miracle when he took over in October. He steered them from 17th place to 6th. And they've also had an impressive summer recruitment drive. And a top four finish should be the target here for Leverkusen. There is no doubt in my mind that the loss of Moussa Diaby for to Aston Villa is a significant loss, but they did manage to recoup fifty-five million pounds for him, and that is really the only key significant loss here in this team. Now look at the business that they've done. They've bought in Victor. Boniface from uh, Union St. Louis for £20.5 million. Granite Xhaka is coming from Arsenal. I believe he cost around about €15 million. Euros. Jonas Hoffman's come in from Borussia Mönchengladbach. They only picked him up for £10 million. Arthur's come in from Brazil for £7 million. And they've also signed a new keeper as well. Manchester United reserve keeper Matej Kovars come in for five million. They've managed to pick up Grimaldo from Benfica on a free transfer. This for me is still one of the best fullbacks in world football to get Grimaldo for free. And at only 27 years of age, that is a significant addition to your squad. That is a player who has a 30, a 25 to 30 million euro value. So decent business overall for Bayer Leverkusen. And I definitely think that they are the best of the rest. And I'm expecting them to finish in the top four this season. If we have a look at the market it's automatically expected, of course, that Bayern Munich finish in the top four. Um, behind them, you have Dortmund at one to eight, Leipzig at one to five. I think that's short. Despite what we saw last weekend, they still have lost a significant number of players. But then we have uh, Bayer Leverkusen at even money plus 100. Now, there is a significant gap between themselves and uh, Union Berlin and Eintracht Frankfurt, but that's because this team are significantly better. If you look at what Alonso did, steering him from 17th to 6th, if he comes in and hits the ground running, or at least doesn't start in 17th position where he needs to keep this team up, which was his first, which was the first part of his agenda, this team are going to have a far, far better season. And even money plus 100 there is significant value on Bayer Leverkusen and they could even be an outsider to win the league without um, Bayern Munich. So I think the top four bet for me is somewhat of an automatic at even money plus 100. But I'd also be taking a sprinkle on this team at plus 800, plus 900 to win the league without Bayern Munich because I do think that we're going to see a much better version of Bayer Leverkusen this season. They start with the game of the week this weekend, actually. Leverkusen immediately start at home to RB Leipzig. Absolutely no doubt 
that that is the game of the week. And I'll be covering that on the uh, Match Day 1 edition of Das Bundesliga show, which, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I do still do over on the Lockbetting podcast. So that's an absolutely free show. And you can get your Match Day 1 preview over there by simply searching Lockbetting on your podcast app, whatever you use to get podcasts, and it'll be there for absolutely free. So we'll close out by looking at the top goalscorer market, and then we'll give you the lock. Obviously, Harry Kane has jumped straight in here as the favourite. He's at 4-6, to six, minus 150. He's going to be the centre forward for the team that are going to win the league and score the most goals. So this is an absolute no-brainer. I believe, unless he gets injured, Harry Kane will end up being the top goal scorer here. Behind him, you have Randall Moani at 10-1, to one, Sebastian Haller, Borussia Dortmund at 10-1. to one. I guess there is some value on him because... He is going to be scoring goals for them as the centre forward playing a full season. Then you have Nicholas Fulrig at 12 to 1, Lewis Appender at 14 to 1, Chupa Moten at 16 to 1, Timo Werner 16 to 1, Serge Gnabry 20 to 1, Donnell Marlin 25 to 1, Benjamin Sesko 33 to 1, Jamal Musiala 33s, Adeyemi 33s, Patrick Schick 33s. That would be good value if he could actually ever stay fit. Victor Boniface comes in at 33 to 1. There is some value on him. Him. And uh, then you have Simons, Xavi Simons at 40 to 1 of Leipzig. But everyone else is bigger than 50 to 1. But for me, I can make a case for why um, there is some value on other people. But that would involve Harry Kane really, really struggling with life in Germany or getting injured. And that's not something I want to actively bet on. So I will take Kane here. Again, a decent parlay piece for you. Maybe the the best way to bet this would be to take Kane to be the top scorer along with Bayern to win the league. If you put those two selections together rather than getting Bayern Munich at round about one to four, one to three, and rather than getting Kane at four to six minus 150, if you put the two selections together, Harry Kane to be the top goal scorer combined with Bayern Munich to win the league gives you the price of 10 to 11 minus 110. So that's definitely an interesting way to go. I can't see either one of those two losing. So Bayern Munich to win the league with Harry Kane to be the top goal scorer. That double is almost in lock territory for me. But I'm not going to give it out as the lock, though, because it could be a difficult bet to find. Some books won't have it. And I'm going to give you guys something that should be available widely everywhere. And that's going to be to finish in the top four, the finish in the top four market. And my selection is going to be by Leverkusen. And the reasons I've already outlined, but I'll go over them again. I think they've had a very decent summer. Whilst the RB has gone out, they've done significant business bringing in key additions. This is a team who should have finished in the top four last season, but had an absolutely horrible start to the season. Were very, very poor, particularly at home where they should be doing a lot better. And then they brought in Xabi Alonso. And then they went from 17th to 6th and even had an outside chance of finishing in the top four last season, which would have been one of the most phenomenal achievements by a manager in the history of the Bundesliga. That would have been an incredible achievement. It was incredible what he did anyway, but that would have put things at a different level. He doesn't need to do that this time. All he needs to do is start well and maintain a decent level of consistency throughout the season. And Leverkusen should comfortably finish in the top four. I think they're far closer to Leipzig and Dortmund than the market suggests. And they're far better than the chasing pack. Yes, yes, we did see uh, Union Berlin get into the top four last season. But that was a phenomenal achievement. 
And I think it's going to be very difficult for them to achieve that. That's a widely held view that they will find it hard to secure another top four finish. And they'll also be distracted by their Champions League adventure. They did cope with the Europa League fine this season and they, they do remain a class act defensively. So I don't think Union Berlin are going to have a huge drop off because um, they are a very good counter-attacking team, but they will be more worked out this season as a result of what they did last season. People do know what to expect with Union Berlin with that solid defence and the counter-attacking way that they play. I'm not expecting um, this huge drop off where they suddenly find themselves in the bottom half. But I don't think Union Berlin are ended up back in the top four. As for the rest, the best of the rest, Eitrich Frankfurt, they did underperform last season. It is a concern that they could be significantly better. They failed to win a single away game after the World Cup, which resulted in them finishing seventh. Champions League will be their goal. But I don't think when I look at this squad and I look at the business that they've done over the summer... I'm not overly worried about Eitrich Frankfurt. I'm also not worried about Freiburg. They're another team who massively overachieved last season. The manager continues to say that survival is the only objective. No one should be fooled by that. Uh, the Black Forest side, they're a combination of bargain basement buys and homegrown talent, serial overachievers. They'll be aiming for a third consecutive top six finish. And if Freiburg continue to do that, that in itself is a phenomenal achievement for a club of that size. And aside from everybody we've spoken about as challengers for Leverkusen not finishing in the top four, I don't believe that the the other two above them in the market are automatics either. So Leverkusen don't need to finish above the pack behind them. They just need to finish in the top four. So they don't need to finish above Frankfurt in this market, for example. If Frankfurt have this phenomenal season or Union Berlin continue to be as good as they were last year, and I'm wrong about them having this drop-off, but Leverkusen still finish fourth and Union Berlin or Frankfurt finish third, you still win this bet. And that's not something that I'm just chucking out there lightly. There's a very good chance that one of these two teams have a big drop-off. Leipzig have lost a number of key players and they need their new faces to hit the ground running. Borussia Dortmund may be carrying significant mental scars from what happened at the end of last season. So you just never know. Whilst I don't expect it, it is a possibility. But all we need here to cash this lock is for Javi Alonso's by Leverkusen to continue their form since he took over and steered them from 17th to 6th and to finish in the top four. That's going to be your locket on this show. And that is available at the price of even money plus 100. If you can get it, if you can get it, I would also advocate a lock on Harry Kane to be the top goal scorer combined with Bayern Munich to win the league. If you're getting it at what I'm seeing it at, which is 10 to 11 minus 110, that could be your double lock here on this show. But we lead with the Leverkusen lock because I do know that one is widely available. And I do know your American books have a lot of catching up to do with your European books, especially when it comes to soccer. So that concludes your Bundesliga Futures Preview. Look out for the Serie A Futures Preview, which will be dropping in the next few hours. Until then, good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.